something about myself this week, JP. I'm shocked. Are you? Really? No. No. It's like every every week you're like, hey, I learned something about myself this week. Yeah, it's true. I've uh, I don't know how to totally articulate it, but I think consuming information is an interesting topic and I really enjoyed Serene's perspective on that. And specifically the whole piece around the audiobook and the physical book. Cause at first, like even in the conversation, I remember thinking like, oh, that's like a waste of money. Like that that's just where my <laughs> head went to, you know? <laughs> Unless you got some sort of a book deal with Audible or something where they like give you both. Like a I don't know, like there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to pay for both those things. But as she articulated her rationale for why, it was like, oh, like I'm very similar. Like I love the convenience of an audiobook, being able mm-hmm. to, you know, go for a morning walk, listen to it. But then I do also love having that hard copy and like drawing in it and underlining stuff and having like a something to go back on. So yeah, like I never would have pieced together, you know, intentionally doing that. Like I I wouldn't have thought, hey, I'm going to buy two copies of this, one audio, one physical. But now I think I'm going to relook at my book purchasing strategies <laughs> going forward. Or at least try it on a couple of books and see, see what happens for you. Uh, by the way, Audible, not a sponsor, but we are open to... We're open. <laughs> yeah. We're always open. Um, we're not always doing business, but we're always open. And I mean, maybe the simplest thing to do would be to take something I already have a physical copy of and get the audio book of and see if that actually translates. But mm-hmm. it makes sense. And, and I think it just opened my mind more broadly to just how many different ways there are to consume information. And even though the messaging might be the same, you know, in a different medium, it can hit differently. And it just, you know, I've been reflecting on that a little bit. It's actually one of the, one of the reasons why I purchased Terry O'Reilly's book as an audio book. I actually sat and thought about it and I couldn't determine what I wanted, but knowing that he reads it and it's a storytelling type situation, I thought I'm going to get more out of the audio book. So I purchased the audio book and there's other situations where I'm like, well, I'm going to get more out of actually having the physical copy and reading this. So I'm going to do that. But Prior to our conversation with Serene, I don't think I ever sat down and thought, I'm going to maximize what I can get out of a book by doubling up and doing both. Which is interesting because it's just, it's interesting to see like the parallel lines that emerge as we go through this exploration of creativity because you actually do the same thing. And it was the baseball, watching baseball example Mm -hmm. of you watch it, but you listen to the radio. Although I've come to find out that they've actually replaced the radio feed with the TV feed for the Blue Jays. So um, I don't think that'll be as fruitful as it once was for you. But anyway, it's just interesting that um, how similar those things are, but yet still you wouldn't have thought of this in, in this way. I use it for hockey more than baseball, by the way. Do you? Oh, yes. Okay. Have you have you ever listened to a hockey no, game? I, oh, man. I, listen, the last time I listened to a hockey game on the radio, I was probably 12, year, 12 years old. You know what? I remember listening to Pavel Bure's final game on the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> it was it's, been, the, it's been a day. <laughs> and it was, if I'm not mistaken, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I remember listening to that on the radio. But I've never really listened to a lot of hockey on the radio. Try it. Try it. Try listening... I mean, that's not the ideal. Well, I guess you could watch one of the Stanley Cup games, but try it. It's very similar to what we're talking about here. And if you think back to when you were in school, you would often have your book open 
highlighting the things that the teacher is saying. So it's kind of like having the audiobook and the hard copy. And that's kind of like, I'm used to learning in that manner. So I don't know why it never translated to any of the learning that I've done since college, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think about how I apply that even in like a business sense, if I'm prepping for a a presentation, I'm not big on like rehearsing, although Mm. I'm doing a little more of that. Like I want to be like in the moment, I don't want to have a script, but what I will do is I will write down like a few paragraphs or pages about like what I want to get across and then bits and pieces that will stick. I know even like with the storytelling we've been doing this season, that approach is, uh, uh, we had a conversation the other day where I was pretty frustrated with the story (laughs) I was trying to put together and you're like, just write it down. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to, but I did. And I think it, you know, it didn't get all the way where I wanted it to, but it it made it a lot better. Well, and you know, kudos to Bill Baker for that because that's, that's a Bill Baker shared hack uh, after after being in his course. I was recently in his course, so I was very reminded of the fact that, you know, sitting and writing it out and walking through your story a couple of times is particularly useful. So I will give uh, I will give Bill a shout out there. Shout but, out to Bill. <laughs> much, uh, much appreciated. What, what, so what did you take away from this episode? Uh, what I was really thinking about, she was talking about uh, how on f- the one day a month they would dedicate to learning. Training day with training Denzel. day. Yeah. With Denzel Washington shows up, teaches them all about the hood. I drugs. imagine it starts in a cafe early in the morning. That, you know, that's, that's what I'm, that's was, what I'm was, that was with like Ethan Hawke or something, right? It was Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah, Ethan, yeah. Ethan yeah Hawk. But, but uh, there was like a meme on this of like all the movies that Denzel's been in that like have him sitting in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I digress. Back to Serene's training day. Yes. So back to to Serene and Denzel Washington. When you say it out loud and when you have the conversation about it, that doesn't seem like a lot. But there are so many organizations out there that struggle and leaders who struggle to see or create the space to see the value of it and actually implement something like that with their teams. And at the end of the year, if you're thinking, how much time have I invested in training? You think one day a month at eight hours is 96 hours in like a 2000 hour work year. You've invested less than 5% of your total time in training, which has probably helped you in countless ways to get better at what you do and continue to advance your team and your culture and your skill sets. and. It just, when you think of it from that lens, it doesn't think like a lot. But in the moment, I feel like a lot of people struggle to see the value of pulling someone away from their desk. And I air quoted, but this is a podcast, so you can't see it. Pull someone away from their desk. You didn't actually air quote it, by the way. I did. You can't see my. The under the desk air quote. (laughs) Yes, the the below desk, but in the air air quote. Carry on. I I think we just struggle to see what taking someone away from their typical duties for eight hours, how that will manifest as more than eight hours worth of production over the course of time. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, uh, I love the intentionality. Is that a word? It is now. It is now the intentionality of it, you know, like that hundred hours, give or take, I guarantee you there's a few people on that team that would find a way to make that investment in themselves. Cause that's what it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Like any learning, 
um, that you undertake as an individual is an investment in yourself. How you consume that information, when you make time for it, et cetera, generally falls on you. But if you have a leadership structure in place or, or a leadership you know, CEO, like Serene in this case, who's intentionally carving off that space for you and you take advantage of it, like I think that pays off tenfold, especially I think one of the interesting things that I know you and I experience on a day-to-day basis is you end up in situations where you're in a company, there's a lot of people, a lot of smart people, a lot of people working towards similar goals, but nobody speaks the same language or not nobody, but you have a lot of different dialects and a lot of different acronyms and things. And I feel like by t- carving out that time to be with your team and, and, and do, you know, alignment of training, you would, you would grow even just your communication between each other, because you're kind of learning the oh, same yeah. things. You're understanding some of the same models. It's not everyone for themselves just trying to figure stuff out. So I, I think it's, there's a couple of really interesting benefits that come from that approach, but to your point, like a hundred hours of development of, of self-training, but facilitated in a group setting um, is really interesting. Well, and like it's creating intentional space, right? Like intentionality. Yes. It's creating intentionality. But like, even if I put it in terms of sports, which you and I have a tendency to default to, I think a lot of people feel, or a lot of leaders in particular feel like their teams should be performing based on their top performer. But in actuality, your team isn't a bunch of top liners. It's not a bunch of A plus players. You're, you've probably got a good mix of A, B, and C players on your team. And you need to find the right way to move all of them along because your A players are probably going to do that training regardless. They're probably going to take care of themselves. Yeah. And if you think about it, like from a practice perspective, which is, you know, video and practice tends mm-hmm. to be where most of the training happens in that environment. Is it just the best players that are showing up there? Absolutely not. It's everybody, right? Yeah. And I think we've we've both been exposed to at times, you know, training for um, high performers, right? Like, oh, you're a high performer. Let's get you into this training. But like, how do you make an inclusive environment for everybody who wants to get better to have an opportunity to do so? and And to get better in their way. Right. Using tools and, 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 um, telling a third liner to score 50 goals a season is probably not the best way to motivate them to score a handful more goals that would actually be useful by the end of the year. Right. Oh, and we could go deep on the, on the, on the, oh, we could. Metaphor, oh, we but I could. Think the point is like if you can create an environment that is, you know, supports everybody's learning and development. And I don't know, like, I don't know if training day actually facilitates that, but the theory of it, and it sounded like the practical application of it, at least in, in pixel tree with serene is creating that environment where, Hey, like I want to make this investment in myself and I want to, you know, do it as a team. And I, I just think that's a really interesting approach and it's simple, but I don't know that it was, it, it's necessarily easy or like a foregone conclusion that, that, that method would work. So I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, as we keep in touch with Serene, how that evolves over the next few years. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not, I'm sure there were some things to overcome there as well. And it probably wasn't an easy implementation, but it's new for everybody. It's something different. They can explore it. And like you said, we'll, we'll keep checking in because I'm very interested in it. Cause I, I do believe like there's lots of studies that show the value of doing something like that. 
I know different people need to, their different organizations need to implement it in different ways. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see people trying it and taking that. Well, and I'm sure you got to iterate and keep it fresh, right? Like I, I'm sure. sure that the approach today is not necessarily going to work five years from now, but it's a place to start. And I think you know, five years just, from now, everything's going to be a TikTok training video. You have 14 seconds to get all of, <laughs> all of your training <laughs> while we're all working in the metaverse. Yes, exactly. Um, but I digress. I mean, the one thing that I default to or that I think about a lot, not that there's not enough things that I think about a lot, but <laughs> um, you know, LeBron James, he talks at length or he's talked at length about how much he invests in his body. And I think that probably applies just across the board, just invest in himself. I think he spends over a million dollars a year on keeping his body in the best shape that he possibly can. And I think that applies to your mind and your education. And that's all rolled into one. Like what investment are you prepared to make in yourself? And in some cases that's going to be monetary. But I think the other piece of that is, is hours, right? Like mastery, um, improving on something, learning about something. All of that is an investment in yourself that's going to pay dividends in your career and your life, etc. And it starts by becoming aware of that and then intentionality. <laughs> And I guess the the last piece, maybe we'll carve it off here, but like the last piece will be, how do you enable intentionality for other people? Because I really think that that's what Serene is doing with uh, with her organization as well. Like, how do you create it for yourself? And then what are you doing to help other people find that space? 100%.